0: Well, welcome to December. That's right. It is December. It is the first day of December. You know, the moment I think about December, I always go back to my childhood. I so looked forward to December. What? Why? Did, did you look forward to December? I think it's because December always meant that we were headed towards Christmas. There was going to be some time of relaxation, some time of... Just joy and fun. I remember it because of family. Yes, going to my grandparents' house, and sometimes, you know, people coming to our house. We would always have Christmas parties. I'm Pastor Doyle from the church next door. This is your next step. And today we are starting our Christmas time series. That's right. We actually called this series Christmas time. And we want to invite you to a season of rest. The reason you and I looked forward to Christmas. As a child, yes, we got toys. We got, we got to have the goodies, so to speak. Well, I believe that you and I need to celebrate the good things that God has given us. We've just celebrated Thanksgiving, and we are grateful. Well, let's take some time today and next week and the next week, and let's look at how we can have some rest, how God can give us some life, some peace, and some joy. Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. That's Psalm 55, 6. Let's rest today. Open the Word of God with me. I'm Pastor Doyle from the church next door. Let's get our Merry Christmas heart going. Well, good morning, church. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's right. We're in the season, if you're not aware of that. Uh, We are celebrating Christ, His birth and uh today i want to do something a little bit special and so i asked my wife jennifer if she would join me so if you would just (laughs) welcome her put your hands together and welcome jennifer Uh, she is real for some of you didn't know that that this is my wife this is her um you know before we dive into the lesson today i just wanted to tell you what a great church you are and what's what god has been doing you know, if you talk to somebody and they say, you know, I want to be a part of a place that is, is really making a difference. I want to be a part of a place that adds value to me and encourages my life. You need to invite them to the church next door. And, and this is why I say that. We have had an amazing year. We've actually had an amazing two years, and it's because of you. It's because of your faith in God, your belief in God, your love, your generosity, your consistency. There's just been so many wonderful things. You know, in February of 2020, the whole world was shaken all right? The whole world was shaken, and we said, we're going to lean in to sharing Jesus. We're going to lean in to just being the church next door. We're not going to back off. We're going to be who we've always been, and we said, we're going to find a way to share the love of Jesus and, and, and just to do all that, that God's called us to do in the midst of that, and, and we've done it, and you've been generous. You've volunteered. You've shown up. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, we're starting our Christmas series, and we've called our Christmas series Christmas Time. All right? And, and we know that, that Christmas Time is, is this time that we have all these imaginations and different things about our life. And, and so we want to just encourage you over the next few weeks. This weekend, we're going to talk about rest. Yay. I don't believe <laughs> that you can truly experience the peace and joy that God intended you to have unless you're rested. And so we're going to unpack that today, all right? Secondly, next weekend, we're going to talk about relationships. You know, Christmas is really about relationships. It's about a relationship with God and how He stepped in to have a relationship with us so that we can have a relationship with others, okay? And then the next weekend, we're going to talk about restoration how the reason Jesus came was to restore our relationship to God and help us restore our relationship with others. And then finally, at our uh, we have six candlelight services. All right. That's six. I right, know the difference. All right. <laughs> six candlelight services, two on the eve of Christmas Eve and four on Christmas Eve. And each one of those, we're going to talk about renewal because we really believe that God wants to renew us. So to get to, to dive in, one of the things that we know about Christmas is Christmas can be exhausting. You have school obligations if you're a parent, if you're uh, work, they have all these different things that they're expecting of you. And COVID has only made it more difficult, right? Are we gonna have a Zoom party? Are we gonna do something else? Or, you know, we have all these crazy ways of, of getting around it. Jennifer and I have been married for 30 years, and during that time we were 10 when we got married. I just want to be clear. We grew up in Tennessee and and marriage marriage is an early thing. That's all I'm saying. All right. But during that time, we've always been in ministry. And one of the things about church life is church life doesn't back off between Thanksgiving and, and, and New Year's. It picks up. At least the churches we've been a part of because during that time, we find ways to prepare boxes for Operation Christmas Child. We're checking on people to make sure that, that they have all that they need so that nobody gets left behind in the middle of all that. So you've been helping. You've been bringing coats. You've been bringing food. This week, I've I've helped different people at different times. They've showed up. I mean. One lady, she showed up with an armload of coats out of the back of her car. I was so impressed. I was like, wow, you know, they just said, we just want to really do, God's blessed us and we want to, we want to share with some other people. And that's the attitude you have. Well, what it's meant for us is as a family, we've always been busier during this time. And so there's a temptation in the busyness to think, how can I really enjoy God? How can I really experience all that he has for him? And we've learned some things over the years, and and we want to kind of share from that experience and from God's Word today, because we really believe if you'll open the door to peace and joy that only God can provide as you rest in Him, you will have a much better life. So let me begin by asking you a question. Do you have a vision for Christmas? Do you have a vision for what rest and peace and joy would look like in your life? Recently, we watched Clark Griswold, An American Christmas Vacation, okay? And, and clearly, Clark had a vision for Christmas, didn't he? Now, he was constantly running into obstacles to that vision. And that's why the movie's so funny, because you may have family members like some of his family. <laughs> You, you may be that family member, I don't know. you know? I probably am. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that, you know. I, I, I've thought about wrapping a cat for somebody. It just seems like a fun gift, you know? My point is, what is your vision? Now, when I'm reading the scripture, David had a vision for what peace could look like in the midst of a turbulent life. And when you think about David's life, it's a, it's a pretty phenomenal life but it was not one without turmoil. I mean, he, he, you think you have trouble with your uh, in-laws? I mean, his father-in-law tried to kill him. I mean, he shows up to dinner and the man throws a spear at him. I know that your, your Thanksgiving wasn't that bad, all right? It's, the reason I say that is David had an imagination of how God could give him peace, and he learned it as a young man, working in his father's fields as a shepherd, he learned to watch how God works in the everyday life. And and when David was in the midst of battle, or when David was in the midst of the court intrigue of the palace, when he had difficult things going on in his life, he looked to God, and he sang to God, and he sought God. And God is the one that spoke to him. God is the one that ministered to him. And God is the one that gave him the vision and the strength to be the leader, the godly man that he needed to be for a whole nation to flourish. Now, what would happen to a nation if there were a group of godly men and women who sought the Lord the way David did? Think of the impact that we could have, how that could change our community, change our families. And that's what we're seeking, okay? So David, in the midst of one of his trying times, he just shared how he dealt with this need for peace. And it's just one verse. It's from Psalm 55, 6. He said, Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Now, what David tells us in this this really brief thing was, man, my day is not going well. But if I were a dove, I know exactly what I would do he said I would fly away from the midst of this chaos and I would go sit in the cleft of the rock where I know that God my father in heaven would take care of me. Now it's interesting to me that in scripture that the the whole concept of a dove is always connected up to the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is the one that, that brings us peace. You realize that the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit is the one that, that drew you unto God. So you recognize that there was something that was not right inside of you. So you cried out to God and said, oh God, I need a savior because I can't rescue myself from the folly, from the destruction, from the foolishness that I've created in my own life. And what David knew was in those times of stress, if he would just cry out to God, if he would just imagine himself flying away, separating himself from the circumstances that he was in, and relying totally on God to meet his need. That's what I want to challenge you to begin to imagine, that the stress that comes from the world in which we live can only be met by the one who created you. But you have to imagine, well, if I would just fly away like a dove and rest in Jesus, that's what I need today. That's what you need. That's what I need. That's what we all need. We all need rest. Absolutely.
1: I like this verse in Isaiah 55 because it's God's invitation to come to him. When Doyle brought this, put this verse in here this week, I was blown away for two reasons. One, I had asked the Lord at the beginning of the week, what is the prayer for the church this weekend? And I felt like he said to me that they would be hungry and thirsty and that they would just come. And so I prayed that all week for you. And then when Doyle showed me this outline, I'm like, look at that. And then, so that's one reason why I like this verse. And then the other reason is, when my father-in-law had a heart attack, it's been, I don't know, six years ago, he was in Israel. And when we got the call, we couldn't do anything. I mean, he was in Israel. He was gonna have to have surgery. I went outside to pray. And this verse is the one that came to mind, and it seems you know, like an oxymoron, but I'm like, that is the verse I sang and I prayed the whole time, for like a day. So it's a very special verse to me, and it says, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat, and you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. I know God gave me that verse for Daddy that he would go out in joy, be led forth in peace, and we've had those extra years with him. And I know that God will give you a verse. Because there is rest in his word. That is one place that you find rest. I had a friend call me this week, and she gave me a verse. And it's one I've read how many times? But because she called and gave it to me, I looked it up, I studied it, I read it, and it brought me so much rest. I was so encouraged by that verse. And so you can do that for one another. You can do that for yourself. And when you hit that hard place, even even just this morning, I heard of someone that lost their brother. Yesterday, we went to someone's funeral for their brother. You know, you hit these hard places when you get that yeah. call, but that word of God is going to come to you and it's going to give you rest.
0: The reason I like this passage in Isaiah is it, it paints the picture of joy and peace and how the earth cries out. But mm-hmm. let me give you the context real quickly. so the people of Israel are in exile. It's 750 years before Christ. This is the, 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 these passages in Isaiah are, are 750 years before Jesus is born, and he's, he's speaking about the days of the future. Okay, In this case, he's talking about there's going to be a time when God's going to lead us out of this captivity in yeah. Babylon. And he says, are you thirsty for that? Are you hungry for God right now? The yeah. disconnect in your life. Are you aware that there's something wrong and, and I need to be closer to God? And, and, and that's where the people of Israel were. They were far from home. They had gotten into a bad place because of their own rebellion and their own bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's like, if you are thirsty and you're hungry for God, guess what? You may not even have any money. He's got it covered. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about paying the price. See, that's why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so powerful. You don't pay the check. God does. And God says, don't worry about it. But if you're hungry and you want it, receive it from me. And then verse 12, it says, if you will receive this message, you will go out. You'll move forward in your life, in your relationship with God. And the fruit of that is joy and peace. And that's what you can have this Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that I think is really important is you and I can't afford to ignore the gauges of our life, okay? In the same way that the dashboard of your car has an oil light, an engine light, a fuel gauge, you know what I'm saying? You hear your brakes squeaking in the back end Mm -hmm. of your car, that means you need to tend to it. You don't ignore the gauges, okay? You don't just... uh, put some other thing on in your life. can I tell you this is one of the things that our world is really struggling with? Our world has decided that when everything is shaking and, and when all the all the gauges are saying you need to give God attention, we decided to zone out and entertain ourselves with something else. You cannot afford to ignore the gauges of your life. And so today, we wanted to just highlight seven ways we know we're empty, okay, or tired or stressed to check the gauges on your life, okay? So I'm just going gonna, gonna to run through the list fairly quickly. We'll highlight some of them. Um, uh, that's is this For the sake of you? time, <laughs> is this you? That's a good way of looking at it. So are you physically exhausted? Are you mentally drained? Are you on sensory overload? You know our world. We just have so much going on. I mean, you can you can go in some places and they've got smells and lights and noises and and you just feel like oh wow. All right, Christmas time can really do that to you. How about socially spent? You've had too many relationships where there's a negative relationship pulling on you and not enough adding value to you. How about creatively stuck?
1: Hmm.
0: You know. D- can I tell you one? So, what are we gonna have for dinner? Oh, I'm just too tired to think about what we're gonna have, right? That's a creatively stuck moment, isn't it? And it's because you're drained. I deal with creatively stuck a lot because I, I have to avoid that because I, I'm a creative and it's my job to be creative staff will come to me and say, hey, what are we doing for New Year's uh, series? And g- do you have any ideas on where we're headed for Easter? And I'm like, we just ate Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Go back to your cubicle. <laughs> I don't say that. All right? I don't say that. I don't say that. But you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, and you can feel creatively stuck even though you're a creative person and you get energized by creativity. How about emotionally spent? or spiritually empty. When I talk about spiritually empty, I mean that you haven't, you've been pouring out, but you've not really kind of received in your spirit. Now, sometimes you can be spiritually empty because you've been putting bad things into your spirit. You've been watching or doing things that you know are ungodly. That can, that can really, it can ruin you. At other times, we're exhausted physically, emotionally, and, and maybe some of these other areas, and because of that, we, we haven't dealt with it, and so we don't take the time to be pouring into ourselves spiritually. And so what we do is we'll just, we'll watch something that's what I would call kind of neutral. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing spiritually wrong with watching funny cat videos or the Three Stooges you see what I'm saying? But it's not going to add value to you. It's not going to lift your soul and your spirit. And see, what we're saying is, if you, if you right now feel spiritually empty, you, could, you have to put that. It would be like you would never pour milk into the, the tank of your car that needs gasoline, would mm-hmm. you? Milk is the protein that a human body needs, not a car. And, and what we're doing as a culture is we're putting the wrong thing in our spirits at times. And the gauge may look full because you've poured that in, but you need to know it, you can't run on that. That dog won't hunt, okay? That dog won't hunt. All right.
1: I think, you know, I think for me, I don't know if you realize, but I have been taking chemotherapy this year. Now I'm taking immunotherapy and I have experienced, I think, a check mark on every single one of those this year. And I was in a, excuse me, guys, we got to talk hair care product for just a minute. (laughs) um, I was in a hair care product store and because they said it was all natural. And so I you're not allowed to have chemicals when you're taking chemicals, right? So I go in this hair care store and there's three girls, there's no one in the lobby, three girls on their phones at the checkout. And I said, hey, do you have something that might help me? They point in that direction and they say the price list is over there. So I go over there, it's a wall of stuff. And I'm like, can, is this, can I take this? What, you know, They don't want to answer my questions. They're busy doing their thing. And I said, well, how about this one? And they're like, oh, that's for thick hair. You have thin hair. And (laughs) I thought, okay, I, I think I'm just gonna go. You know, people don't even know what you've been through. They have no idea where you're at and how you feel in that moment, to even to stop and to pause and to say, hey, yeah, let's look at this. Let's see if that's safe for you. Let's see, you know, maybe this one's on sale, no. But it would have done no good to say, Hey, I, w- I just need a haircut. <laughs> that wouldn't have really solved it, would it? But <laughs> you take a moment and you recognize, Okay, Lord, I guess I'm a little emotionally spent. I just need your care for me. And you know, when you're a giver, you give and you give and you give and you give. That's a good thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's what God wants us to do. But there's also a time where he wants us to receive his rest and to receive his care for for us. And I know for me personally, I've always been on the giving, giving end. But this year, I experienced your love and care. Because in this place, people would go that extra mile behind the smile and say, how are you doing, really? you know and talk to me. And so that is part of that rest is when we can be together, when we can love people that extra mile. That's really really important. It helps them experience some of that rest.
0: What you have to see is is that when you look down through this list, okay, when you look at them all at once, just a deep breath and a pause and then a plan to get you that space that you need is vital but to keep pushing on the gas isn't going to get you there see see rest is is an essential part of life miss part of the
1: show today and want to hear more well you are invited to download and subscribe to your next step on all major podcasting platforms
0: Now is a great time for us just to stop and pray. You know, we've been thinking about God and his word. You ever think about praying for church attendance? Let's pray that the church would grow. Let's pray for church attendance today. Lord, we we thank you that when you spoke to Peter and the disciples, you said that you would build your church on the principle that you are the Messiah and that the gates of hell would not prevail. And we thank you, Lord, for your church. We thank you that your church is meant to be a growing, vibrant group of people that are set apart and holy, pleasing to you, different from the world. And God, your church, we have to be honest, it's its had a lot of pushback recently. It's had a lot of Obstacles set up, and and some of us have begun to believe that it might be optional. But your word says, your word says clearly that we're not to forsake gathering together. That we are not to somehow think it's unimportant to meet together. So we're praying today for your church, yes, to push back the gates of hell. We're praying for your church to preach the gospel. We're praying that when we when we go to church, we will worship you. We will worship you in spirit and truth, and we will read your word, but we're praying that the church would begin to grow in attendance. Lord, that we would see new believers baptized, because that's what happens when you give your life to Jesus. We, we go through the waters of baptism. Lord, we pray that your church would be filled with the Holy Spirit and power to be witnesses, because that's what we see in your word. Lord, we're praying that the church would become effective at, at caring for widows and orphans and those in need, because that's what you said was righteous. That was right. That was just. Lord, we pray that your church would gather in their homes. We pray that they would invite their friends over, but that we would also meet publicly we pray that we would meet in these these big spaces so that the whole community would know that your church is alive and vibrant and real and that we have the truth of jesus christ and we pray in jesus name bless your church she's your bride and you love her may we make ourselves ready for you today in jesus name thank you for praying with me you know, as a pastor, as as your pastor, I want you to know one of the most powerful things you can do and I can do is pray together. And I'd like for you to begin to join me in prayer every day. And so we've created a free prayer guide. But you have to go to our website, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address and you can download the ebook. It's for you, but it's also to begin to grow in prayer. It's the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Go to yournextstepnow.com and give us your email address and get your prayer guide today. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door easily find our service times and our app i'm pastor doyle jackson join us again next time for your next step
1: i believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for god and a genuine zeal for the truth you don't have to dress super fancy and it's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like oh so refreshed And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family.
0: I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of The Church Next Door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org.
2: Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text one 38 story one 38 story or visit WestlerMedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's weslermedia.com, wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-media.com.